3: and or FM uh, translator. Uh, it, good morning. And how are you? Welcome to hump day. Um, it's a it's a it's a it's a day. It's a day already. It's a day. Um, I'm uh, I was just remembering here this morning uh, whether or not. And I, I it was one of those things where I was like, I wrote this down, didn't I? um whether or not uh we were going to be having uh Mike showers a guest today and i think i recall that he said no so it's just you and me today uh i don't know why i was wandering around all day yesterday thinking oh yeah uh, showers on tomorrow it's going to be fine and everything else but uh no i had a i had a brain wave this morning i was like oh wait didn't he say he wasn't going to that's okay all right so it's me and you hello good morning how are you how's it going uh, just another day of final wintry thoughts and finer, final wintry temperatures as we get ready to still haven't hit 50 degrees down here in the south central area. We're going to be like 10 days late, still six to eight degrees below average down here. And I'm just saying, if we don't get some warm days on the other end of this thing, I'm going to have a stern talk with somebody. I need uh, I need all the all the warm summer days that I can get, and this is just you're not helping, not helping. I don't know who's out there still doing the snow and cold dance, but whoever it is, stop, stop, stop doing it. All right. Um. So today is Wednesday, hump day, uh, middle of the week, getting ready for the big downhill slide towards Firearms Friday. And uh, which uh, this week, uh, J.D. Tucci from Reason Magazine is going to be joining us uh, in the six o'clock hour on Friday. And we're going to be talking about his latest piece on firearms and how politicians could help uh, with, you know, some of the issues that we've got over that. So we're going to d- be discussing that uh, going to be discussing that here in uh, on Friday in hour one on the program. Uh, today, it's uh, you and me, and remember yesterday how I was whining and complaining about how, geez, there's just no, nothing's happening, what's going on? Well, that changed, that all changed yesterday. I got a whole bunch of, uh, got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about today, and uh, in addition to that, we're going to be having a discussion about, uh, we're going to be having a discussion about, <clears throat> well... Whatever you decide, let's just put it that way. We're going to uh, we're going to take some phone calls today. I've opened up the phone lines already. Uh, for those of you who are watching the video can tell because I got the video, I got the number up there. We got the phone lines up already and we are ready to go. I'm going to allow open line open form all day. Anything you want to talk about, I will interrupt my flow of discussions and talking points uh to talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about because i'm feeling it today i'm feel- i love that i kind of like that you know i mean it's good to have kind of a plan for what i want to talk about this is from my point of view i don't know about from your point of view but from my point of view i always like to kind of have a plan of what i want to talk about and and you know some of the key points and some of the stories and things like that but sometimes i just enjoy it when we're just kind of doing a f- free for all Like, uh, you know, one minute we'll be talking about one topic. The next we'll be jumping into something else. And that's why I love the caller-driven segments of the show. So here is the phone number if you are out there um, and ready to talk about things. Number to call is 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. Feel free to uh, give us a ring and uh, get in the queue for talks and discussions about, well, whatever it is. I mean, if you you want to talk about parental rights, you want to talk about size and scope of government, you want to talk about the PFD, you want to talk about macrame and knitting, I don't know. It doesn't have to be political. Um, It could be talking about, uh, you know, questions on the what-if component, which we've kind of touched on here the last couple weeks as we watch what's going on. Around the country um, Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd love to hear What you guys uh, have to say On on any of those topics uh, Special thanks, by the way To our friends over there at Satellite West um, uh, We appreciate uh, We appreciate them for uh, Sponsoring the program And always uh, Always bringing good stuff forward We'd love to uh, uh, We'd love, uh, love Love the fact that they uh, sponsor the program, and we'd love for you to go out and check them out at uh, any of their various dealers, including Arctic Fire and Safety up in Fairbanks, or uh, Radar Alaska, um, uh, or uh, you know Lundy's Marine and Electronics out on the uh, out on the, on Alaska and Dutch Harbor. We'd love uh, we'd love for you folks to uh, go out there and say hi to them and help uh, and help to you know support the show. That's wherever you are, it doesn't matter where uh, Whale Island or Willow, uh, Metlakatla or Menchumina, you can stay connected with your help of your friends at Satellite West. They are proud sponsors of this hour of the program. So thank you. Okay. Well, um,. Let's, uh, let's get into this, shall we? Let's, let's sit down and have a discussion and talk about some of the things that are coming out. We're finally getting a fuller picture of what, the, uh, of what the Senate Finance Committee is looking at and what they're planning. And it pretty much falls in line with what we expected. We're seeing a $1,300 dividend being proposed right now. Um, And instead of the six hundred and eighty dollar increase in the base student allocation that the House put forward, we're seeing a five hundred dollar increase in state uh, per student funding amount increase. And we're getting uh, we're getting some interesting quotes coming out of the. uh, Interesting quotes coming out of the Senate Finance Committee uh, on this. My favorite quote so far has been from uh, Senator Bert Stedman, who said. We're going to live within our revenue stream this year, which means something has to give. I mean, I'm sure I put the pause in there and he didn't. We're going to live within our revenue stream this year, which means something has to give. Uh, Which I find completely and totally ironic. Uh, The hypocrisy knows no bounds. No problem overspending uh, over the last six, eight years, however long Bert's been on the, uh, finance committee. Absolutely no problem in that time overspending, but now, now he's found religion and it's all good. That's just one of the quotes, uh, of what's coming down. You could see that this is going to be a battle for the ages. Uh, there was one quote, where was it? Um, um, <clears throat> one quote where they said, uh, You know, this is going over to the—I'm sorry, I'm looking for which article it's in. Uh, I think I highlighted it. Um, But, uh, you know, they were hoping—oh, there we go. This is Stedman. Um, You know, if it has to go to conference committee, um, the the House, you know, they're saying, well, we hope the House agrees with our plan. Even though the House already sent a plan over that had a $2,700 dividend and a $680 BSA increase, they're like, well, we hope that, you know— Uh, Stedman says we're hoping that the House will agree with the Senate's position, adding that the Senate's plan is to advance bare bones capital budgets under the assumption that if revenue driven by oil prices exceeds expectations, lawmakers can increase the capital budget early next year. We you know, we hope that they agree that, you know, they're not going to agree with your position. You know it. They've already provided it to you. Oh, this is going to be a SmackDown battle royale for the ages, I can tell. This conference committee should be very, very interesting. We're going to get into some of the other quotes and other discussions uh, here uh, in just a moment. But as I said earlier, phone calls reign supreme today. It's open line, open form. We've got one line on hold at 907-433-3150. And we got just a couple minutes here before we have to go to our first break. So let's uh, see what's on uh, your mind. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from?
4: Good morning. This is Jim in Fairbanks. Good morning, Jim. How are you? I friend? have a question for you. I'm good. But Bert Stedman, there's several things on my mind this morning. Bert Stedman was on the Finance Committee 20 years ago when I was down there. So he'd been on, He'd been there since the beginning of time, just about. Um <laughs> Another issue, AM radio, Have you been paying any attention to the fact that they're trying to get rid of AM radio and silencing all of the people that uh, in talk radio?
3: Well, I see that there's been a lot of discussion and, uh, about removing AM radios. Uh, I, I know that there's been a discussion about removing AM radios from vehicles, new cars and stuff like that. Um, yep. and, and I know that yep. the FCC yep. has been making some changes on some of the AM regulatory rules, but uh, as of right now, I don't know, other than removing them from cars, I don't know if, if there's a concerted push to change AM radio. And in fact, most AM stations these days are simulcasting, including uh, the station there in Fairbanks, are simulcasting on FM. So, I mean, the, the stuff's still available. You just may have to change the venue a bit
4: what do we call that? The camel's nose under the tent, I guess. Um, another, another thing is, uh, silencing those that disagree with you like Tucker Carlson, um, and people that are digging, digging into, uh, the swamp. It's just uh, outrageous what's going on nationwide and I hope it stays there and doesn't get into the local areas. But, uh, not too many voices like yours around anymore, unfortunately.
3: Yeah, well, I think this is interesting for Tucker. So I, I, I think this is interesting for Tucker Carlson. Um, if you go back and look, a lot of the stuff that came out uh, from the uh, Dominion lawsuit shows that, like Tucker and Laura Ingram and Sean Hannity, they've all been having problems with Fox News in general. Uh, they were very concerned about the credibility, of the network, and everything else, and they were behind the uh, behind the scenes. Uh, you know, lambasting the network itself for all the problems that they had. I think Tucker, I mean, he's going to land on his feet. I don't know if you've already seen that there's been, I mean, he's going to probably be making more money than he ever was at Fox news uh, in the future. So this may be in the long run, a good thing for him. It just means that Fox news has lost a commentator that is, you know, one of their most popular commentators ever. And uh, he's going to be able to go out and now maybe free of some kind of, editorial oversight from the Fox crew, he might actually uh, end up with more audience uh, in the long run. Um, so I I think this is going to be a good thing in the end, quite honestly.
4: Well, I, w- I wouldn't disagree with that maybe, but I think it's going to destroy Fox News from 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 my viewing. The Newsmax and OAN seem to be a far more uh, palatable um, to those of us who yeah, I believe you are going to have some consequences for what you do. Yeah. Anyway, I just a uh, couple questions, I, I, things that crossed my mind, and I just thought, well, I just throw it out there for somebody else's uh, brilliance to come
3: forth. Well, Jim, so I appreciate thank that. Thank you. Yeah, and you're right. I mean, Bert Stedman has, I mean, he's like back there when Christ was a corporal, he was there marching away, uh, putting money into that uh, in the finance committee. I think he's one of the main movers and shakers that's caused part of this problem. That's why I highlighted the fact that he said this year we're going to live within our, for the first year ever, we're going to live within our budget. Only yeah. only when uh, it suits oh him, right? Yeah. He, yeah.
4: Yeah. He drank the Kool-Aid today. Yeah.
3: yeah. All right. Thank good you. Guy. Thank you, Jim. Yeah. I appreciate All right. Have a good day. You pre- bet. Thanks pre- for all you do. Appreciate it. Thank you, Jim. Yeah, Jim Holm, uh, former representative to the Alaska State House from Fairbanks. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty interesting. All of a sudden, he's found old time religion. This year, we're gonna live within our means. Forget about the past twenty years, as I've been on the assembly or the uh, finance committee. Forget about that. It'll be fine. It's no big deal. No big deal. I got me some religion now. Um, all right, we got more coming up. Uh, our one continues we get some more discussions and talking points but the lines are open for today I enjoy. I haven't heard from Jim in a while maybe uh, you want to sound off on something happy to discuss it whatever it may be whether I agree or disagree come on down and join the conversation 907-433-3150 The Michael Duke Show Common Sense Radio
0: Broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these entities to provide streaming stuff going on, on, the, on the, the Internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com.
3: Okay, in the break right now. Um, yeah, Anthony is, uh kind of summated everything. Tucker Carlson is not going to be hurting. He's not going to be hurting. He's still he's still getting paid out the rest of his contract. I mean, and there's already been offers up. He put a big thing on Rumble. Most people don't realize that the Daily Caller um, is actually Tucker Carlson's organization already. He actually started that, the Daily Caller. So, I mean, I'm sure he will be doing something, whether it's a daily radio show, whether it's uh you know, maybe he picks up something from Newsmax or somebody else. I don't know. There, there'll always be an outlet for Tucker Carlson. He had 2.8 million viewers on a Friday. That's a built-in audience that he could take anywhere. Now, even if it drops down to 1.5, that's still <laughs> still a damn good audience. He's not, he's not going to be hurting. I'm not too worried about that, uh, you know, when it comes down to it. Uh, love him or hate him, Tucker Carlson is going to be okay, you know. Um. All right, let me scroll back up here to the top to see what, uh, oh, Dave, I feel for you so much. Dave says, colonoscopy day for me. Yay. Hey, at least you get to eat later, right? Because you haven't had a chance to eat for the last 15 hours or whatever it was, 24 hours. I guess. Uh, all I remember is the first time I ever did a colonoscopy, it got rescheduled once. And then the second time, the day that I was supposed to go in was the day of the earthquake in 2018. And so I had done all this and the whole thing and the jugs of whatever fluid and everything else. And, <laughs> and they canceled it because of the earthquake. I was like, this is not, this is not happening. Not happening. Um, Let's see. Uh, what else we got here? Another beautiful Fairbanks morning slab of applewood bacon, good coffee and morning sh- and a morning show. Starting it off all good. Um, We're going to talk about uh, Sarah Vance and the Ruffridge vote. We're going to talk about that. Uh, I'm still scrolling down here. Um, uh, Bill says he's actually putting his sled away. So maybe winter will finally end because Bill is finally going to put his snow machine up. Because, geez, you know. Wow, macrame, you're showing your age. What, people don't know what macrame is? or crocheting, or knitting, all different things. Uh, good morning, good morning, good morning. Let's talk about the bill that just passed in the House about men and women's bathrooms, HB 99. We're going to talk about that here in just a little bit, Melly. Don't worry about it. Um, uh, let's see. Um, uh, talking about Young Moose. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of young, we've had one, uh, calf that's been wandering around the house here for about a month. Uh, basically one night they slept on our back porch and then they sleeping in our backyard and then they're sleeping on the hill above our backyard. It's, uh, not, you know, there's, there's, I think there's a lot of calves out there that are kind of running around, uh, sans mama. I don't know what's going on. Donna says the House bill, talking about the BSA increase, technically does not have a BSA increase because the BSA increase was tied to the CBR vote that failed. It's true. So it's more of a one-time thing, right? That's what you guys have got going on. Um, uh, okay. We need AM and weather band. I don't think AM radio is going away, especially for rural and remote areas. Um, although, again, there's a big discussion about taking the AM radio out of cars because it's just not something that's used very much. Um, um, okay. Uh, Tucker bit the hands that, hands that fed him. Pretty simple. I mean, I think Tucker basically was just telling it like it is uh, to, you know, with, between him and Ingram and, and uh, Hannity. There's also some rumors that part of this is due to a sexual, a sexual harassment suit or something. I mean, we may never know exactly why he split the sheets. Bottom line is, regardless of why he left or was forced out, it's not going to hurt him in the long run. He's going he's gonna to be, he, be fine. He's going to be just fine. All right, uh, here we go. Uh, getting ready to jump into it. Uh, the Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like it, share. Like it, share. Like it, follow. Do the things. Let's get to it. Oh, let's uh, let's go. Okay. Welcome back to the program. Hello. Good morning. Uh, Thanks for coming in and uh, being part of it today on this hump day. Uh, Kind of a fun show today simply because I have no idea where we're going. I've got some headlines, things that have happened in the legislature uh, since uh, I guess yesterday and Monday. We're finally getting a little catch up here on the reporting. But uh, also, the phone lines are open, so you guys can drive the bus on anything you want to talk about. You want to you wanna be part of it? I'd love to hear from you to talk about what's going on. Uh, this program aspires to be truthful journalism. I'm not a journalist, nor do I play one on TV, nor have I ever aspired to be. I'm a commentator. That's what I do. I c- c- commentate. Commentate. Um, we were just talking about, hey, what's going on... Um, What's going on in the uh, in the state uh, Senate finance committee? they had a big uh, they had a big uh, presser yesterday uh, news conference talking about where things are going um in the state and what they're planning on doing with the state budget. And I could tell you right now, <clears throat> they're not interested uh, in um they're not interested in putting together a full PFD. All of a sudden, they've come to the conclusion that. Um, well, hey, uh, we're going to live within our means. We're going to, uh, uh, we're, we're going to, you know, this year, for the first year ever. In fact, Jim, uh, we just got the call from Jim Holmes up in Fairbanks that said when he was in the legislature 20 years ago, Bert Stedman was in house finance. I mean, you could go right back, and this is what I've talked about in the past. You know, we've changed out a lot of the players. Remember, number one on the charter of changes is changing the players. The problem is we've changed out, you know, I mean, a 30, 30 something legislators have been swapped out over the last four or five years. The problem is there are few key players in there who have the, they have the institutional knowledge and the strategic thinking uh, of how to basically strategically maneuver in a parliamentary environment that they're able to continue to maintain their power. And Bert Stedman is one of those key players. Um, and if, you know, you want to look at the, he, I mean, this is the guy who knows where all the bodies are buried and knows how to get things done and knows how to leverage stuff. This is the same guy that held the Knick, Bur, uh, Knick, uh, Goose Bay road project hostage, uh, the most dangerous road in the state. Um, I've lived here eight years and I think it's up to 14 people have died on this road in, in eight years. Uh, I mean, this road is, is a hot mess and it had been, Was it last year or year before? Bert Stedman held the entire vote up by holding this hostage saying he would defund this road project if he didn't get the votes that he wanted. Uh, All these parliamentary procedures and tying things together. The turducken that they talked about that the House majority was very concerned about this year. They didn't want to see a turducken bill come back where everything was moved into a big omnibus bill. They wanted to be able to vote on separate things. And they were assured that that's not going to happen. I mean... Fingers crossed, I'm not holding my breath, that it might not. But again, this year, all of a sudden, now he's like, well, uh, you know, uh, this year we're going to live within our means because uh, that's important. Uh, It's it's very important that we live within our means this year for the first time ever. And, uh, of course, the House proposal for the dividend, which was a compromise to begin with, Remember, twenty seven hundred dollars is not the statutory amount. Twenty seven hundred dollars is the fifty fifty Hammond plan amount. That's fifty percent of the revenues going to government, fifty percent of the revenues going to the permanent fund. And uh, and uh, that that you know they're like no no they don't want to see they want to see seventy five twenty five because it's they believe it's their money they believe it's state money. Uh, Stedman said the Senate isn't willing to accept any budget that has a deficit, which again is, I mean, that's brand new. That's brand. He's been happy to produce a budget that had to draw money from savings from the CBR, from the SBR, from the ERA. I mean, he's willing to shift the funding around to try and, and, you know, inveigle and bamboozle legislators in doing what he wanted. He was more than happy to do that. Uh, I mean, he's been there the whole time as part of that crew that spent $14 billion out of the constitutional budget reserve. So he's got no problem overspending only when it doesn't match his criteria for what he wants. He said senators preferred approach would have lawmakers pass a balanced budget, then reassess the state's financial situation in January or February. If oil prices are higher than forecast, resulting in extra revenue, legislators next year could pass a supplemental budget that includes extra monies for priorities. Now, I guarantee you none of those priorities include a 50-50 PFD. He hates that. He literally hates the PFD. That is money that in his mind would be better handed to him so that he could decide all these, you know, priorities. We can revisit the capital budget to add projects if need be, or funds to school, or what have you. Nowhere in there is it talking about the people's share of the oil wealth. That was what the permanent fund dividend was set up for, but they don't—they don't want to see it. They don't want to see it. Another interesting quote uh, this morning. Where is it? Uh, came out uh, from Lyman Hoffman. Um, I just had to—I just had to shake my head. Uh, members of the Senate Finance Committee are pushing for a smaller dividend, which would translate to this year to a $1,300 payment per eligible Alaskans, this is from the ADN, with increased fervor. They're pushing for the smaller dividend with increased fervor. I think everyone understands that the current formula is broken, said Lyman Hoffman, a Bethel Democrat. Um, I don't think that everyone understands that the current formula is broken, Lyman. I think the current formula worked just fine until you guys stuck your grubby little fingers into it and discovered that it was a pot of money that you could spend from. Prior to this, the formula worked just fine. It's just that it forced you guys, legislators, to live within your means. And when you started running out of other pots of money, because remember, Bill Walker only tapped into the permanent fund and withheld those funds after the Senate and the House and the legislature had drawn down the CBR by about $14 billion. Well, maybe they weren't quite, maybe they are only to 10 of the $14 billion by that time, because they continued to spend from the CBR for another year or two. But they had drawn down the majority of the funds in the CBR, and all of a sudden then they're like, oh, the formula's broken. Only because you wanted to get it the money only because you feel like you know better than anyone else how that money should be spent well i think everyone understands that the current formula is broken i think you're full of poushwa i think you saw it as an opportunity to have more money to spend on your pet projects be it pce or what i mean whatever it is fill in the blank with all the different projects that they want to be spent He added that the goal with the proposed formula is to resolve the annual discussion about the size of the dividend, making space for discussions on other legislative priorities. Like, it's all good as long as we accept their brand new 75-25 formula. That's what he said. Well, the goal is the proposed formula is to resolve the annual. It's still going to only be statutory, Lyman. I mean, we already have a formula in statute, which you guys have chosen to ignore. So now you want to propose a 75-25, which again you could start ignoring at any moment. I mean, the minute you pass it, you could then completely ignore it, and it wouldn't matter. Why do we? Have, I mean, the why? Why do we have any trust in our legislative, you know, in elected officials right now, especially those who are the, you know, spend and spend variety, the big spenders? the ones who say it's not your money, the ones who say that they know better than you how to spend it, the ones that always prioritize the public economy over the private economy, why do we have any trust with these yahoos at all? Bert Stedman, oh, this year we're going to do a balanced budget this year. What about all those years that you were okay with spending deficit spending? What about all those years that you were more than happy to pull that money out of – you know, out of a uh, uh, thin air, or out of the CBR and do all oh, but now, now you're like, no, 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 we're gonna hold this. We're gonna, we're gonna do this. Now that was for something that you don't agree with, namely uh, it's, you know, a 50-50 PFD. Now you're excited and interested and you're towing the line on a on a balanced budget for this year. Well, every I think everyone understands that the current formula is broken. Only because you guys broke it. That's the bottom line. Only because you guys, meaning the legislature and past legislators, and I mean we're talking about people who've been there for years—Wega like Stevens, Hoffman, Stedman—you know, I mean these guys have been there for years, and their part. That's why the formula is broken because they have spent and spent and spent and are happy to spend and to prioritize their decision to spend over everything else. Again. It was only broken when you ran out of money in the CBR, and, and what's going on? I mean, it, it, it's, it's insane. It's insane.
5: <sighs>
3: We're trying to be cautious, plus deal with all of our base needs, said, Statement, said Stedman. We're trying to be cautious. I'll tell you one thing we will not do, hand an unfunded budget to the governor. That's not going to happen, period. You could see the stance already. This conference committee is going to be ooh. It should be interesting. It depends on who's going to get put in there, but it could be open warfare. Uh McCabe has quoted several times in here as saying, uh I that's not I'm already I've already compromised. I'm not compromising anymore. I already came down off the full statutory PFD to the 50/50 PFD. I'm not I'm not nope, not going to happen. But this is going to be this is going to be the battle royale, folks. This is where it's coming. You can see it already. And a uh, bunch of grumpy old men on the committee just saying, nope, it's our way or the highway. Or maybe we'll cut your highway funds if you don't do what we tell you to do. I mean, that's a Stedman classic right there. Absolute Stedman classic. Um, all right. <clears throat> we got to uh, we got to go here. Got to break. Um, I'm done with that. When we come back, we're going to talk about HB 99 which uh, had some interesting action yesterday. Uh, Did not see that coming. Let me just put it that way. Did not see that coming at all. We'll uh, talk about HB 99 and where it goes from here. That's all coming up in just a few moments. Thanks for being part of it. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based. Free thinking radio.
0: Listened to by more staffers in Juneau than any other show. Because their bosses told them to. And after what they just heard, oh man, they're going to be best.
6: You're a bad, bad
0: man. The Michael Duke Show.
3: Okay. um, Just another year of our corrupt legislators in the AK leg giving Alaskans the shaft, making the rich richer and making sure... Uh, to make the poor and middle class pay for it, shoving us more into the poorhouse. That's kind of what's going on. Um, Tawny says, what a compounding memory marker. Earthquake and the flush at the same time. I mean, I I was so mad. Tawny, you have no idea. I mean, I was glad that we survived the earth. I mean, we're only like five miles from the epicenter of the earthquake, and we had very little damage, and everybody was okay and everything else. But I was so frustrated because this was my second go-around because they canceled my first one. After I'd done all the prep and everything else. So this is the second go around. Uh, and I was so, so agitated. Um, um. <laughs> wow, Jerica. Uh Jerrica's just telling everybody how she feels this morning. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um... Investing in your children's future maybe more challenging. Um, investing in your children's future and giving them the best knowledge possible, a skill set is far from stupid. Maybe more challenging these days because of the idiots, activists, and thieves that are indoctrinating kids. But decent parents should wake up and get their kids out of that joke and work it out. This is what we've been talking about the last few uh, last couple weeks, Richard. You're a hundred percent true. You're a hundred percent true. Um. Okay. Um. Um. Ba 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 ba. But. Oh, wow. Uh. All right. I uh, I used to listen to old time radio CBS Mystery Theater. I think you can still find it on the web. You can. There are several old time radio sites where you can go listen to all that stuff on the web. It's super super cool. Um. Stedman Stevens at toots uh I'm scrolling down here um um Rob, we' got your moves for no repercussion of the legislatures besides wanting to be voted out um I'm happy for a budget that is not deficit, eliminate the BSA and pay for a full PFD. That still wouldn't happen, Willie. That's part of the problem. You could eliminate the whole BSA increase and you'd still have a deficit of about $400 million. So that's still part of it at this point. Um, I'm going the – um, please post the Hoffman vote. I uh, – please post the Hoffman quote. Um, sure. It's in the ADN. Um, and it says, um, here it is right here. This is the quote from Hoffman. That's in the ADN and you could put it, uh, you can post that right there. Um, okay. I'm still trying to get caught up in the, um, in the comments here. Um, only because you broke it, bingo, says David, when I said it, it's only we understand that the formula is broken only because you broke it, they would ignore that new statutory formula the moment it this suited them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, let's see. Since the Senate minority isn't recognized, we probably won't get a seat on the budget conference committee. It'll be three Senate majority members two House majority members and one house and one House minority member yeah I mean like I said it's gonna be Battle royale on the conference committee it's gonna be gonna be interesting to see what's going on um, uh, going through here uh, okay um, does anyone know how the new round of testimony NHB 105 I wa- emailed the education committee a detailed letter of support Um, because I couldn't wait the two hours or whatever it was to testify. The two hours, uh, that was actually very, (laughs) the two hours is very optimistic. Uh, David Boyle has a piece up on Mustry that I was going to talk about here in a little bit. He waited three hours, what did he say, three hours and 45 minutes to be able to testify. Uh, Three hours and 45 minutes on hold before I was able to give my two minutes of freedom testimony. So two hours—that's a little—that's a little optimistic. <laughs> little optimistic there. Um, I would also like to know how it's going. Uh, anyway, we'll talk about that. There's an article in Must Read from David Boyle up on it. We'll get some get some details. Uh, I don't know if anybody else. Um, I don't know if Donna was following that or if Kevin was following that or anybody else in the legislature was following where HB105 is going. This is from late yesterday. This article is from late yesterday. Um but we'll see we'll see where it goes from here. All right, like and follow, like and uh like and share, do all the YouTube things, subscribe the bell, the whole deal. Let's get it going on. The Michael Duke show, common sense, liberty-based. It's in-house judiciary. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Let's uh, let's move along. Here we go. The
0: Michael Duke Show. Not your daddy. Wait, sorry, not your daddy. Ooh, not your daddy's talk radio. Huh. Whew! Was scared for a second. Thought we were going down. Here's Michael Duke's and the show.
3: Okay, fine. Ready to go. Phone lines are open. It's open line, open form today. Whatever topic you want to take on, feel free to bring us up. Um, we're just kind of lamenting the fact that, man, we change out a bunch of the players in the legislature. And we still end up with, of course, the, the good old boys network, the, the business as usual crowd, still in charge still parts of the of the leadership and at least one chamber and uh and even those that we do change out uh we think for something better uh turn around and kind of slap us in the lips uh and what i'm talking about right now is hb99 which was the um uh let me, let me let me read you the uh let me read you the uh the sponsor statement of HB 99 so that you understand an act relating to and prohibiting discrimination based on sexual orientation or gender identity or expression. Um, the sh- <laughs> this is a following the Alaska state commission on human rights clarified that their jurisdiction only applies to employment and, In regards to uh, discrimination based on gender identity, they have recommended that policy changes are necessary to recognize these traits under public accommodations, housing and lending. Public accommodations, by the way, is a big, big, um, it's a big, big uh, uh, definition, right? So this is all about basically not being able to discriminate against people based on what they identify as. Um, and so if you are a man who cares to identify as a tween girl, then you they can't they can't, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, discriminate against you for wanting to go use the tween girls bathroom or locker room or anything else. That's the point. That's the point of this. It's redefining, as Randy said yesterday in his phone call, it's redefining what the word sex means in statute. And it's not just one statute, it's all statutes. That's what they're trying to do. Um, a portion of, this bill, of the statute that the bill amends to include sex discrimination says public accommodation means a place that caters or offers its services, goods, or facilities to the general public and includes a public inn, a restaurant, eating house, hotel, motel, Soda fountain, soft drink parlor, tavern, nightclub, roadhouse, place where food or spiritus or malt liquors are sold for consumption, trailer park, resort, including a pool, campgrounds, barbershops, beauty parlors, bathrooms, rest houses, theaters, swimming pools, skating rinks, golf courses, cafes, ice cream parlor, transportation company, and all other public amusement and business establishments, subject only to the conditions and limitations established by law and applicable alike to all persons. Basically everywhere. So, I mean, this is what it is about, allowing basically people who identify as something different, which, hey, if you want to identify as a toaster, I'm all for it. You, If that's what you want to do and that's the land you want to live in, that's fine. Don't use government as a bludgeon to force me to buy into your fantasy. If that's what you want to believe, I'm all for you to be able to do it. But don't, again... Hold me hostage with the force of government at your back to try and make me believe the fiction that you already believe. Here's the interesting part. HB 99 passed out of the House committee yesterday with the support of Kenai Republican Justin Ruffridge, who voted with the Democrats. According to Must Read, Republicans in the legislature were horrified that Ruffridge, a Republican, would flip and support a bill that is a direct attack on women's and girls' safety. The bill left community and regional affairs with, the, uh, with only the oppositions of Republicans Tom McKay and Rep. McCabe. Ruffridge also voted with Democrats against an amendment by McCabe that would have narrowed the bill down to not discriminating against gay people in employment. Ruffridge said it narrowed that bill too much. Now, Interestingly enough, apparently uh, Ruffridge has two young daughters. I mean, as a father, and I've seen some crazy stuff, okay? I mean, I've seen some crazy stuff in this world and everything else. I would be very concerned about somebody who identifies as, you know, like I said, I mean, there's this is all about imagination and identification, right? I mean, you can be anything you want to be, essentially, is what the a lot of people on the left are being told. And so I would be very concerned if my daughters were at a swimming pool, which is one of the places of public accommodation, or a resort or something like that, and somebody who identified – and I'm not joking about the whole tween girl thing. There was a news story here a couple of years ago about that was a guy who was like a 35-year-old man, and he identified as a tween girl. That was part of the, That was part of the argument. And he all of a sudden can go into the locker room – with all the girls or the bathroom with all the girls. Now maybe he is true to heart. Maybe that's really what he is. He feels like he's a girl, a woman, whatever he doesn't. He doesn't even notice the other people in the, in the locker room. Maybe that's the truth or maybe not. I know that I wouldn't feel comfortable allowing my daughters to go. Just like I wouldn't allow my daughters to go change in the boys room with all the boys there. Ruffridge voted against that amendment by McCabe as well. Uh, McKay, Tom McKay, asked Jenny Armstrong, the author of the bill, who would protect our daughters in bathrooms when men walk into women's bathrooms. And she said that question was offensive. Oh, I think it's a legit question. She says it's offensive that LGBTQ are increasingly being characterized as groomers and perpetrators. But most of the crime is committed by straight males. Well, most of the crime does not equate to all the crime. Right? I'm just asking a legitimate question as a father of two daughters, three daughters in my case. I'm just asking the question uh, of, as a father of three daughters, what would protect it when men just walk into the bathroom who may or may not have bad intentions? I'm just asking for a friend. So, yeah, people a little shocked. Uh, about this thing, and maybe we'll see if we can get Ruffridge on the program tomorrow so he can explain it to us. Maybe you can explain to us exactly why you decided that that was a good idea to vote for. And even the narrowing, he didn't want to vote for the narrow; narrowed it down too much. The bill is headed over to House Judiciary, which is chaired by Sarah Vance. So I imagine it's going to die a painful death in that committee, which again even if you look at it from political, you know, from, from a political perspective, if Ruffridge knew it's going to judiciary, which I think more than likely will it will not go anywhere out of judiciary based on parliamentary rules and advances in control. And I mean, I'm assuming and I know what happens. I shouldn't assume. I know that that, you know, you break that down. What does it make you and me? I know I shouldn't assume, but it's—I think it's a pretty good bet that that bill will not come out of the Judiciary Committee. Knowing that and knowing where it was going, why would Ruffridge vote for it and then vote down the amendment as well? I'm trying—I'm trying to wrap my brain around that. I really, really am. Even from a—I mean, again, even from like a Machiavellian—I'm playing fourth-dimensional chess here on all this stuff. If you knew it was going to be killed, why hang yourself out on this vote here, which you know is going to alienate you from a significant portion of your electorate? I'm just I'm, I'm trying to wrap my brain around it. Uh, remember this whole public accommodation things and this opens up the door. You thought that the baking a cake for the gay couple was you thought that was a big deal. When people were flinging lawsuits around over stuff like that for the, you know, baking the cakes or making the websites for people, Um, the public accommodation rule is even deeper, folks, because it basically covers any public establishment, businesses you know, restaurants, hotels. I mean, it covers a huge swath and it opens them all up for potential liability for discriminatory practices that they can be then sued. And I mean, this is a huge deal. Like I said, I know many of you find the whole thing distasteful about choosing genders and all this stuff. I don't care. If you want to identify as a 13th century Mongolian warrior, then go for it. If that's what you want, but again, don't use government as a bludgeon to force me to believe your fiction. If you're a man who believes he's a woman or a woman who believes she's a man or a woman who believes she's a man and a dachshund, I don't know, whatever it is, I don't care. You can can be as crazy as... And as you know, as as flighty as you want to be on your own time, but don't use government as a bludgeon to force me to accept it. And that's what they want, and they want this to want this opportunity so they can bog you down with lawsuits, and basically force you to acquiesce. That's what it's all about. That's really what this is: putting it putting it on a legal standing, so they have the ability to litigate with you and force you to their point of view or put you out of business. I mean, yeah. I think if I was, I think if I was a business and I was building a new restaurant or something like this, I would just build, you know, instead of two, a male and a female bathroom, I'd probably build just three or four standalone restrooms that are a one person stall. It would be more expensive, but it would save you a lot of heartache down the road. You could be whatever you want to be all alone in your own bathroom. That's probably what you should do. Uh, But the fact that Justin Ruffridge voted for this, voted against the other amendment, and then knew this was going to uh, judiciary um, where it's probably going to die. It may or may not. I don't know. We, We should talk to Sarah Vance about this. But... I would imagine it's probably got a good chance of not going anywhere. Why would you burn that bridge with your constituency? I I don't understand it. Maybe he's a true believer. Maybe it's all about the true belief in the end. It's very possible. Hour two is dead ahead, and we're taking more phone calls. Your thoughts on this, 907-433-3150, 907-433-3150. The Michael Duke Show. I, just, I can't i can't even fathom why he would go out there on that limb and then hack the limb off i just i just don't even i don't even understand i don't don't know why um i asked jenny if she would accept an amendment that included political expression in the sentence that said gender expression and she got mad at me said kevin Yeah, I mean, political expression, gender expression. I mean, for the left, in a lot of cases, it's one and the same, isn't it? I mean, that's... Yeah. Um, Okay. Uh, Let me scroll backwards here. I'm looking at what you guys are saying. Uh, I'm scrolling backwards. Scrolling backwards. Oof, you guys got verbose for a minute. Um... Fact that he has daughters and still voted for this makes me sick," said Hawk. That was kind of my thing. Um. Um. Why anyone thought Ruffridge was better is beyond me. I I don't know if he was. I don't. I don't think anybody really necessarily thought he was better per se. Um. We'll We'll see what's going on. Um. We wouldn't have gotten this garbage from Ron Gillum, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, wow, sounds like we should pay attention to that one Well, It's been flying under the radar with a firestorm over 105. Yeah, we should be paying attention to 99 as well. But again, I, I'm hoping that it's going to, you know, I'm hoping that it goes to judiciary to die. Um. Governor Christine Nome, I'm sorry, but I've had just about enough of this whole thing. At this point, the trans agenda is not about tolerance. about It's about domination and the radical restructuring of our entire society. We must have the courage to say no more. I agree. Oh, Ruffridge is going to be on KSRM this morning uh, with Dwayne Bannock. Ooh. Ooh. That'll be interesting. Um... HB 99 is already covered in other areas. Well, the HB 99, the components of it are already covered under federal law. Why do we need a state law that's where it's already covered under federal law? That's my question. Um, um, identify as a cat if you wish, but don't ask us to pay for your litter box in the bathroom or meow at you. This actually happened at an outside school? Oh, God. Oh, man. Um, uh, I'm wondering what's wrong with these parents who are going along with their kids identifying as cats. I'd say, okay, Johnny, if you want to identify as a cat, you can be an outdoor cat and stay out in the shop. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Hmm. I'm just going. I'm just going here. Um, he loves drag queens. He defended having drag queens shaking their junk next to kids at the park in Soldotna. I mean, I heard that he did not fight back against. I don't. I haven't been following that very, you know, very well. But yeah, exactly. Um. Uh, let's see. Uh, um. All I could say is f around and find out. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, with my kids. That's right. F around and find out. You will find out exactly what will happen. Uh, Kevin says, my amendment would have at least tightened the bill to be for employees only. I'm concerned that Alaska has joined a lawsuit with 18 other states against Biden's interpretation of the Bostock SCOTUS decision, and we're undermining that with HB 99. Make no mistake, this is a shot across the bow. I truly believe that no one should be discriminated against in any I think way is what he was supposed to say. But I also believe that the government has no business in our bedrooms, and I believe that our children should be protected. I mean, exactly. I don't care what you do in the, if the privacy of your own home. I don't care. You want to marry whoever you want to marry? Do whatever you want to do. That's not my decision. I'm not the one that has to face the maker. I'm not. I'm not going to come down and slap you with a Bible or do anything else. You can do whatever you want to do as long as you don't force me to agree with it. Or force me to, or force the government to force me to agree with it. That's the problem. I don't care. Do what you want to do. As long as you're not hurting anybody else, I don't care. Um, He was going to say, he's going to say that he would not vote for my amendment because it codified HB 99. That's 100% Bert Stedman. I had to alleged legal write it and clarify that it absolutely does not do what Ruffridge claims it was going to do. It's uh yeah, kinda baffling why we see him voting uh on so much stuff. Um sorry, says Jeffrey, after it was like F around and find out. I'm suffering from toxic masculinity. It's okay, Jeffrey. It's uh it's a known it's a known uh condition. Um I asked Jenny, uh yeah, yeah. I'm going to um Okay. Um when did we give up majority rule? You could believe in anything you want, but you don't use. Well, you could believe anything you want, but don't use public monies on things that do not align with the majority rule. Well, I mean, even if they did align with the majority rule, you should not use government funds to force the minority to believe in it. This is not about the tyranny of the majority. This is about allowing people to believe what they what they you know, what they are aligned with and what they want to believe. Um. All right. Well, guess what? we're coming up on the break uh or rejoining from the break i guess i should say so we're going to continue the michael duke show back with more right after this
0: That thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the Michael Dukes Show.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. Welcome to the party, pal. The, the, the Michael Dukes Show.
1: The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me.
0: What more could you want from a low budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire.
1: That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective.
0: We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom.
2: I just don't fathom it.
0: The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world.
3: Live around the world on the internet at michaeldukeshow.com and across the state of Alaska on this your favorite radio station and or FM translator. It is the Michael Duke show. Good morning. Don't forget you can always go out to michaeldukeshow.com and find links to our uh, audio only live stream which is up right now. The uh, links to our social media sites where we simulcast the radio show this morning where we're simulcasting on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. And, of course, links to the podcast, which is available, well, wherever you get podcasts. CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iTunes, Google, and, of course, my favorite, Spotify. I use Spotify for everything. Um, anyway, you can find, if you if you subscribe to the show, it will automatically... Um, It'll automatically download into your, uh, onto your Spotify every day. It'll be available immediately as soon as because I always podcast the show right after, uh, right after it closes. So usually within fifteen minutes the podcast is up after the show in the morning. So you, if you miss anything, you can go back and listen. Or if like some of you sleepy heads, you like to sleep in a little bit, you can listen to it later on. I met somebody in Fairbanks this weekend, this last weekend at the outdoor show. He goes, Yeah, I love it. I go for a big long drive and I, I listen to three or four shows, one right after the other. I'm like, Nobody should be subjected to that. There should be a Geneva convention rule about that. But he said, No, I love it. He listens to three or four podcasts all the time. So uh, good for him. Good for him. And of course, good for you if you enjoy it and you like to go out there and do it. You can find it again at Michael Duke's show. Dot com. Hour two of the big radio show today, and we are um, ready to uh, dive into it. It is open line, open form all day today. We've been talking about, uh, excuse me, we've been talking about uh, uh, the budget. Uh, we just finished up talking about HB ninety nine, which is the gender discrimination bill. I guess they're calling it. Which, if if passed, um, has some serious consequences for businesses in the state of Alaska and opens the door up to a tremendous amount of liability. And we were lamenting the fact that uh, Ruffridge, uh, Justin Ruffridge, uh, voted for it with the Democrats and voted against his uh, Republican colleagues. Not that you shouldn't be able to vote against your colleagues, don't get me wrong on this, but I just don't understand the why of voting for it. Um, It's a little bit troubling. I guess is what the word I was looking for. Troubling, for sure. Um, anyway, uh, HB 99 is now on its way to House Judiciary, which is chaired by Sarah Vance. Um, so the likelihood of that thing exploding uh, there and going to die a quiet death is hopefully pretty high. We'll see We'll see what happens uh, there on that. Other news stories going on include, uh, what do we have available for public testimony today? Ooh baby must read's been doing a good job suzanne downing over there uh always putting up a list of items that are up for discussion and uh today uh we don't have a whole lot today today there is uh two hearings in house uh, education the house education committee one is about teacher recruitment and the lump sum payment um, which I think, in part, is inspired. And I think Rob Myers is still in the chat room with us. He can uh, he can clarify for us. I think this is inspired by, in part, his discussion on. No, that was something else. Never mind. I apologize, Rob. I, I stop what I'm saying right there. Lump sum payment for teacher recruitment. I think it's a, a it's a bonus thing that they're talking about. That's at 8 a.m. this morning. Also at 8 a.m. in House Education is uh, education for the deaf and hearing impaired. HB 111. I don't know anything about that bill, but that's what it's about. This afternoon, the Alaska Performance Scholarship and Eligibility SB 56 is up in front of Senate Education. And that's pretty much it for today. Now, tomorrow, uh, we've got a property tax and the municipal property transfer tax, municipal telecom tax, HB 134, in-house community and regional affairs. We've got HB 158, which is about uh, the military and the U.S. Space Force in uh, Veterans and Military Affairs Committee in the House. Uh, HB 26, that's that's at 8 a.m. and 1 p.m. respectively for both of those. At 1.30 p.m. in House Finance is the Council for Alaska Native Languages, HB 26. Uh, in Senate Community and Regional Affairs, also at 1.30, is Articles of Incorporation for ANCSA uh, Corps, Um and then uh, at uh, 3 p.m. in Health and Social Services, House Health and Social Services, is the Incompetency and Civil Commitment Bill. Now, I don't know if this has anything to do with red flag laws, but that is the legal method that's already in place if you want to commit somebody who's dangerous to themselves or others. That's in Health and Social Services at 3 uh, also at 3 p.m. in House State Affairs is the Eliminate Unnecessary Agency Publications Bill, HB 42. So some bills that probably most of us have never heard of already up on the docket for today. We'll see where they go from here, but that's what's happening. Three today and uh, two, four, six tomorrow uh, for Wednesday and Thursday. As we get ready to wind down to the last 22 days now of the legislative session, those are your opportunities to go out there and, uh, and talk about those things. A phone number to call here if you would like to sound off is 907-433-3150, 907-433-3150. Phone lines are open today, and I'm letting you drive the bus. Any topic you want to talk about is fair game this morning. I'd love to hear from you uh, at that number. You could also drop me an email. I suppose I should open my email email address is me at michaeldukeshow.com me at michaeldukeshow.com if you would like to sound off we'd l- love to hear from you over there um and uh i just i see that jason has sent me an email about um the campaign um is uh, on the am radio equipped cars we were talking about that earlier in the national advertising bureau and others uh, and especially the Radio Advertising Bureau, the RAB, the NAB and the RAB have both been fighting hard about keeping um, AM radios in cars because it's, you know, they, a lot of them say it's a safety issue. Um, and, uh, and more because AM radios have a greater reach uh, and greater clarity, especially in times of emergency. Um, there's a whole, we could have a whole discussion on just that alone. Um, but anyway, Jason, thank you for your email on that. I, anyway, if you want to drop me an email, me at michaeldukeshow.com is where you go for that. Special thanks to Satellite West, uh, by the way, this morning for sponsoring the program. You can find them at satellitewest.com. they got a list of all of their dealers in the state right there, and they will keep you connected regardless of where you are, uh, from Naknek to you know Nikiski, from Ninana to Nanilchik. Wow, there's a lot of N's in there. Uh, Satellite West. Go by and see him again at satellitewest.com. Okay, what else do I got to go? Oh, there's a bill about, um, bill about logging, um, which we're, we may try to get to here before the end of the day today. There's a bill about logging. And then, of course, HB 105, which is the parental rights bill, uh, has seen some concerted pushback from um, many in the education establishment, this kind of goes back to our comments yesterday from the President about how those aren't your children. Those are our children while they're in school. Uh, and I think they're getting, uh, you know, this is exactly what you're hearing from a lot of the uh, uh, a lot of the uh, uh, commentary and testimony that's going in front of this committee. David Boyle wrote an article in Must Read Alaska talking about this saying that 189 of the emails he went through the whole public testimony process but then he started peeling through all the written testimony as well uh and there is a uh, and there's a uh, a template going on apparently this template came from Planned Parenthood which is allied with the teachers union to uh, help keep control of your children apparently uh they believe that they know what's best for your child and they uh You know, they uh, they lay it all out there and they've got a they've got a template that uh, goes through that. Uh, So support for the uh, here's the results of the written testimony, according to David Boyle. Support for HB 105 is 646 of the written testimonies, opposed 483. Now, template emails, including in the opposed count, 189 of those 483 emails were basically form letters that people just forwarded on. Number of teachers opposed to it, 33. Number of teachers supporting HB 105, 21. So you can kind of see some of the breakdown. Um, And and he said there may have been more teachers in there, but these are the ones that self-identified. So basically 54 teachers Identified themselves in their testimony as teachers, 21 supporting the parental rights, 33 opposed. And uh, it, and and somebody said, well, I, I sent my testimony in written because I couldn't wait the two hours for the public. No, 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 no. Three hours and 45 minutes is what David said he waited for his testimony. And I think I saw Melody earlier in the chat room say she waited for over four hours. Four hours. To testify on that bill. I mean, who has God? who's got time for that? Who's and especially since most of these committees are meeting in the middle of the day, who's got time for that? Well, apparently teachers can take the day off and go do it, I guess, or whatever's going on. Um, But most of us working class stiffs could not. I remember the last I I testified on a bill last year. It was last year. And I literally was sitting at my desk doing work for two and a half hours, waiting for my turn at the mic in the testimony, with my desk phone. Uh, I mean, it was just like, this is nuts. I mean, who who has time for that kind of stuff? Written testimony is good. Public testimony, verbal testimony is better. Both is even better. Better still, as far as I'm concerned. Um. All right. Um. I guess we're coming up on the break. I don't want to start something else. Um. Uh I don't want to start into another story because we are coming up on the uh on the uh first break of the hour here and we're going to be jumping back with you. But again, phone lines are open. I guess this was my question and I actually was going to start off the hour with it, but I forgot. I got way late on another topic. So back to HB 99, the gender protection whatever they're calling it bill. What as a parent, if you're a parent with children would you be concerned? Because, and I know somebody said, well, we shouldn't talk about children. Well, this affects children. We have to talk about children. We we have to talk about children because it affects children. So if you are a parent and your child was, again, swimming pool, resort, uh, even a restaurant or something like that, would you have a concern if uh, your ch- specifically your female children, your girls, were going into these bathrooms and there was this identifying person who identified as a woman and went in there, but they were biologically male. Would that make you uncomfortable and concerned? And would it stop you from going into those establishments? That's, I think that's the, the bigger question. Love to hear what you guys have to say on that one And more, we gotta go We're gonna return in just a moment Back with more The Michael Duke Show Common Sense, Liberty Base, Free thinking Radio Your phone calls It's up next, it's all open line, open form today We're gonna be back Right after this
0: on 100% pure beard power. Oh, also some coffee. We dip our beard in coffee. Ha, <laughs> nice beard. The Michael Duke
3: Show. Okay, uh, in the break, uh, right now, uh, Jess says... The public school I work in where we are family shirts and the administrators call the students of the teachers your kids instead of your students. This doesn't fly well with me, seeing as my kids are homeschooled because of the leftist baloney that goes on. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the that's kind of what we're seeing. That's kind of the I mean, that's exactly what we were talking about yesterday with Biden's comments. When those kids are in your classroom, they're your kids. They're not, they're not my kids. They're the teachers' kids. That's actually what they what they said. Um, uh, David said that those statistics that I just threw out there are actually better than he was thinking would come out. I'm a little surprised too. The verbal testimony was overwhelmingly opposed. The written testimony was more balanced and still and still in the uh, in the plus category. Um. Um. Let's see. AM radios. Uh, I'm scrolling backwards here because I missed some stuff here. Um, uh, big sign on the front door of your business. No public restroom. Yeah, there you go. Rough Ridge is on KSRM today at 9 a.m. So that is it. Uh, okay, now I'm back to, I could see, I remember that comment. So now I'm scrolling backwards here. Um. Bill presentation in labor and commerce at 315 today, HB 91, to align our statutes with the SCOTUS decision on the Janus, the Janus decision. Interesting. Interesting. Um, um, uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, sorry. Getting. getting co- Oh, I got a call on hold, too. I got to go over there and get their name. We'll go over there and get their name. See what they have to say this morning. Uh, Wednesday doubleheader on KSRM. Peter Machicki at 9 a.m., Justin Ruffridge at 10 a.m. That's from KSRM's Facebook page. Somebody just sent me the link. So Peter Machicki at 9, Justin Ruffridge at 10 this morning on KSRM. So there you go. Let's go over to the phones and see who's uh, on the line with us right now. We'll get some names and get things ready to square away when we come back. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from?
2: Good morning,
3: Michael. It's Melody from Wasilla. Hello, Melody. Uh, hold the line, my dear, and you will be first up when we return from here. the Ray Didio here. Don't go anywhere. Melody's back in the uh, back in the phone room here on hold, ready to go. Uh, this morning, uh, we're about two minutes out. Let me go back down here. Um, uh, I'm still in shock that Machiki is the borough mayor. Uh, yeah. Um. Still scrolling down here, the state of the state makes me want to listen to some Judas Priests this morning. <laughs> Robbie says radio used to be a luxury. I mean, yeah, remember when radios were like an optional equipment in a car? Yeah, how did that? How many? How long ago did that change? Um. Okay, they had people calling in from out of state on that bill. Said Melody on the parental rights bill. Of course they did. Um. Sandy says she waited close to four hours to testify. Um, still scrolling down. You said, don't grow weary in well-doing, Melody said. I, I agree. I mean, I'm not I, – I definitely agree with that. Uh, Jamie said uh, – Rob said Jamie made sure public testimony hearings were after work starting at 515 at least one meeting lasted until close to midnight okay well and that is good i appreciate that i did obviously did not testify at that meeting because i didn't call in cuz i knew it was going to be a total pooperade at that point um, uh tell them they want uh um, I have a 2007 Subaru Forester that has an AM/FM radio. I don't think I'll ever get a new car, especially with all the buttons and everything else that comes with it. I mean, I have an AM radio in my car, but I can't tell you—I don't think I've even turned it on in the year that I've had it. Um, it's just not—you know—I'm mostly on the FM dial, so that's—that's that's how it works. Anyway, uh, let's uh, let's let's get things going on. Here we go, the Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like and share, like and follow. Go. All right, welcome back to the program. And uh, thanks for continuing to join us. Open line open forum today, we've been talking about some of the goings on in the legislature, some of the different bills and various things. Uh, Melody is calling in from the Matsu this morning. Uh, she wanted to sound off. You can as well at 907-433-3150. I'd love to hear what you have to say, even if you don't agree with me. I want to hear your I want to hear your reasoning. I'm I'm interested to hear it. it again, just no judgments other than we'll have a good conversation about it. Let's go over here right now to Melody to see what uh, she has to say this morning. Good morning.
2: Good morning, Michael. Hey, two things. First off, I was on testimony the night that it ran till midnight. Right. That's when I held for four hours. Also, I just wanted to give an update on the Matt School District District wide library committee that they've been asking parents to apply for um, to review the books in our Matsu libraries and our schools and our, our um, high schools. Right. Elementary school, high school, middle school. Anyways, um, they had 300 applicants for this position for the 13 member committee. So it's now gone to a randomized lottery drawing. It will be held from each of the seven school districts to select parent community member representatives. So there will be one lottery date to be determined yet. Committee meeting will be formed from the lottery for the following membership. Seven parents and community members, two certified staff members, two school board members, and two librarians. So I just wanted to tell you that we are making some progress with, with the school district. Um I've been told this is what I've been saying all along that there was 56 books on the list that uh, Tranny and um, Bergie Tom Berge, uh pulled from the library under looking at, at a certain search words uh, to find out what kind of books were in the Matsu libraries. So we will be uh, looking at 56 books on this list that
3: they pulled. Right. And what the and the committee drivers. it's the committee itself is what it's going through the books to see if they're appropriate for children, is that what the and see if they comply with state law yes. about obscenity and things like that?
2: Yes. Yes.
3: Okay. All right. And and then when is the when is the draw and when is this meeting supposed to be again?
2: The draw has not it's yet to be determined.
3: Okay. All right. So we'll we'll keep. They sent
2: me this in the email because I applied. I know there's other listeners online in the chat room that have also applied for this committee. So we're just kind of waiting to hear. I just wanted to give you an update on where we're at with those books in the school district and the libraries.
3: All right. Well, thank you so much Melody. Thanks for giving us a heads up and when you get the uh, when you get the the word on when it's actually happening, feel free to call us back and let us know, okay? Absolutely. Thanks, right. Michael. Thanks for your call. Appreciate it. Let's go over here. We got some more phone calls at 907-433-3150. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? R- Randy in Fairbanks. Good morning, Randy. What's on your mind, sir?
6: Well, I just wanted to point out that, uh, an anti-discrimination law for LGBT, by the way, I'm talking back to myself, but I guess I'll just try to go through that. Um, the, the, uh, an anti-discrimination law for LGBT to apply to the whole nation has never been passed by Congress or both houses of Congress anyway, and made it into law. So they've been trying to do that for the past 25 years with the, Employment Non-Discrimination Act, and later the Quality Act. But they've never gotten it through, which I'm very happy that they have not. Uh, in my opinion, that's something if a state really wants that, that's the state's business to do that. And about 22 states have done that. Not Alaska, but other states have done that, have put in uh, uh, LGBT anti-discrimination laws. And, of course, some cities in the states that have not done it uh, like Alaska, there's been some cities that have done it, like Anchorage and Juneau, and uh, but there's no federal law anti-discrimination law. However, um, uh, th- there's been some agencies like the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission who who interpreted stuff and put in edicts like that, and then it was taken out like during the Trump years, and then I think reinserted during the Biden time, and then of course the U.S. Supreme Court. Had a case before it in which they made a terrible decision to redefine the word sex uh, to mean those things: sexual orientation and gender identity and everything. That was a twenty-point. That was a split decision, and, and the good Supreme Court justices did not go along with that, like Kavanaugh, Thomas, and Alito. Anyway, I just wanted to point that out.
3: Yeah, I appreciate that, Randy. Thank you for the heads up on that, and uh, thanks for calling in this morning. Uh, with your thoughts. Uh, Appreciate it. And uh, that leaves uh, four lines open right now. If you'd like to sound off, we'd love to hear what you have to say. 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. Again, my question still stands, and this is not a theoretical, fictitious kind of, uh, I mean, it's a hypothetical, but it's not beyond the realm of possibility, uh, asking you if your kid's Especially, uh, and, and and I mean, I'm a chauvinist. There's no doubt about it. So I'm all for protecting the ladies of my family unit. Right? Well, actually, all ladies, but specifically my daughters and my wife. If uh, you know, if you would be comfortable in any of these scenarios that have been laid out in any of these public accommodations, which again, the public accommodations include. Um, Facilities open to the general public includes public inn, restaurant, eating house, hotel, motel, soda fountain, soft drink parlor <laughs> soft drink parlor. Man, what is this back in it? The- uh, welcome to the uh nightclub, tavern, roadhouse, place where food or spiritus or malt liquors are sold trailer park, trailer park. Resort, campground, barbershop, beauty salon, bathroom, rest house, theater, swimming pool, skating rink, golf course, cafe, ice cream parlor, transportation company, and all other public amusements and business establishments. That pretty much covers everything that's not your house, right? So how would you feel, uh, for example, about uh, the one that I'm thinking about is like the swimming pool. Public swimming pool. You got your kids in there. You got your daughters in there. They're getting all, you know, they're getting dressed. They're doing whatever. And um, some guy wanders in who identifies as a female. Um, how, how does that make you? Are you concerned? I guess is my question. Um, I certainly would be. I I certainly would be concerned about that. Uh, because, again, I am a man. I was a teenage boy. I know about, it. maybe they're true. I mean, maybe these folks who identify as, you know, as something different, it's a whole different, maybe they just don't see it. And they just, you know, they're, they're willfully blind on that and it's all fine. And they're nothing going on or maybe not. And it's troubling. It's, it's troubling to me. You know, does that make me prudish? I guess maybe, I don't know. But I want my child's innocence and privacy to be protected. You know, I I, that's what I want. I mean, it's not just it's not just a one way street, right? It's a two way street. So, I mean, I don't want my 13 year old daughter to be seen by a biological male. And I definitely don't want my 13 year old daughter looking at some biological male stuff. You know what I mean? It it's concerning. I mean it 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 I, again. It would cause me not to go to those places, which means that my kids would lose out. Which means, why why would why would that be okay? I just I'm trying to understand the thought process, especially of somebody who's a parent of why that would be okay. I I don't I don't understand. Maybe I'm maybe I'm not meant to. Maybe I'm just not built for that. I don't know. Um, It's the it's the old definition of you can't understand insane people. Otherwise, you'd be insane. Right. Maybe that's, you know, if you could understand the thought process, that might be a bad sign for you. Let's go over here and uh, take some calls. See what you have to say. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from?
7: Hey, Michael, this is Jay in North Pole.
3: Hey, Jay, what's on your mind?
7: Hey, uh, just to provide my thoughts on the whole bathroom thing, uh, I have no doubt that someone who is transitioning uh, should deserve the right to do that, but my problem is, is if you make a law to allow that, you are going to get the sketchy individual, just like a gun law, the, the person that follows the rules is not the problem. It is the predator that does not follow the rules and uses that as an avenue uh, to to either attack or assault my daughter or my wife or whatever goes on in the bathroom, especially when you – some of those places you listed like a bar or whatnot. They're just waiting for their opportunity. So I'm I'm not comfortable with it. I, I, I would like to support someone who is in a transitioning phase to use that, but it opens up the predator to have uh, free hunting now. So that's my thoughts on that.
3: Yeah, and I'm not saying, obviously, that every person who identifies as something different is a predator, but the opportunity is there. Even if it's 2% of that overall population slice or demographic slice, it's troubling and problematic. And would a third or neutral, non-gendered bathroom be a better solution, right? I mean, just to have a bathroom where they can oh, go— Oh, I
7: definitely think
1: that's
3: the Yeah. Like I said, I think if there were people who were building, if this law went into effect and people started constructing new buildings and things like that for their business, you know, I think it'd be better off just having two private, you know, having private bathrooms. I mean, you know what I mean? Like one stall apiece. Here you go. Um, that might make more sense in the long run. Uh, but I'm with you, Jay. I, I agree. I appreciate it. Thank you for sounding off this morning. All right, thanks. All right, let's go over here, Uh, 907-433-3150. If you think I'm wrong, tell me why. Good morning, who's this? Where are you calling from?
5: Uh, Hi, Michael, this is David from Anchorage. Hey, David. Um, There are a couple solutions um, to the bathroom problem with transgenders, and specifically in the legislature building in Juneau, my solution would be for those um, female legislators that, have, uh, that support this uh, bill, the gender ID bill and, and actually want oppose HB 105, I would suggest that they follow these ladies and find out when they use the restroom and then men, several men, go into the same restroom and self-identify as a transgender and see what those female legislators' reaction is.
3: Well, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, again, does that make? I would just. Hello? The, yeah, no, I think the question the question would be, David, you'd uh, look you'd look you, Michael. you'd look them in the eye and you'd say, "Does that make you feel uncomfortable? I mean, <laughs> does that make you feel uncomfortable? Because at this, it, it, it,
5: it, yeah, exactly right, Michael. If it's good enough for everybody else, then it ought to be really good for those that support this type of uh, behavior." The other solution I have would be, you know, you mentioned about uh, single-use bathrooms by transgenders. Maybe we just need to put a bunch of porta-potties outside of all the public buildings.
3: Yeah, exactly. Well, and I know some businesses have, like Fred Myers and others, have, like, these unis, like, they call them, uh, I guess they call them family bathrooms, where you could just go. I mean, they, what's stopping you from going in there? I mean, I would think that this would be uncomfortable for both, for everybody. If, you know, if you... Uh, I would just think it would be uncomfortable for everybody. And I don't understand why the big push other than they're trying to normalize the behavior and normalize the whole thing. Like I said, whatever you want to do in the privacy of your own home, I don't care. I really don't. But if you're going to force me to have to believe in the fiction that you're telling yourself, I'm I'm not I'm not down with that. If you're going to use the government as a bludgeon to make me believe that's not going to work.
5: You're spot on with that, and the other thing about that is it eventually will uh, give uh, uh, transgenders, et cetera, and the gender-fluid people special rights. Um, The solution in the schools is very simple. Uh, The transgenders should be able to use the staff's restrooms and also the uh, superintendent's uh, washroom. Yeah. And so that would solve that problem right there, and let's see how the staff reacts to that.
3: I agree. No, I agree. I think that that uh, that would be an accommodation that I think would work. Uh, Thank you, David. I appreciate it. We're up against the break. I do have one more line on hold, but I am up against a caller. So hold the line. We'll be right back to you here. The Michael Duke show continues. It is your home for common sense, liberty based, free thinking radio. We'll be back. We're taking some more phone calls. One final segment dead ahead. We'll return with your phone calls and discussions right after this.
0: If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com.
3: Okay. Um, okay, fine. Um... Home Depot has a family bathroom. Yeah. I mean, there are many places that have a unisex kind of, you know, whatever, you know, family private. I don't, again, I just don't see it. I, you know, I would not be comfortable. And we're talking about bathrooms because that's a key component of what this bill affects. That's why we're talking about, we're not talking about pooping in general. Okay. I don't care about the pooping part of it. What I care about is that I don't want my wouldn't want my young daughters in a bathroom with somebody who is biologically male in an enclosed space like that with I mean I just who knows? I just I just don't think that it's I don't think it's a good idea. That's 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 what I'm thinking. I don't think it's a good idea. Um Uh, Alaska, oh, here's uh, Kevin says the Alaska club in the Matsu does have a single person locker room and a man still used the women's locker room a month ago or so. So here's a business trying to accommodate and the trans person would not. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> maybe we should just be like the maybe we should just be like the the in the Orient to the Far East where, you know, all the bathroom stalls are basically little holes on the floor. Everybody's got a squat. No stall doors. That's it, right there. Maybe that I, I don't know. Uh, I, I you know. Um. I again. I I don't care what you do in the privacy of wherever. That's that's. I just don't care if you want to identify as something else. That is absolutely fine. But don't force me to accommodate your fantasy your your fiction i saw i saw a meme yesterday or day before says you know you know we can't play cowboys and indians because you can't identify as an indian anymore because that's cultural appropriation but you can identify as a woman all day long just (laughs) and it's not like this hasn't happened somebody mentioned earlier in the chat room that there was a school board meeting where the father talked about his daughter was assaulted in a bathroom by somebody who was identifying as a female. I mean, and I remember that report. That was about four months ago. Uh, there was actually a, um, uh, um, there was actually a, uh, yeah, here it is. Sean said, I think the, I think this restroom thing already happened when an angry father at a school board meeting explained how his daughter was assaulted in the girls' high school restroom. It has happened. So this is not, again, just hypothetical. It's, it's real. Um, and again, I don't understand how people with children well, I guess these are the same people that are okay with their kids choosing their genders at eight years old. I mean, they can't get tattoos at eight years old, but they could choose what gender they want to be for the rest of their life and modify their body with puberty blockers and all different kinds of stuff. They can do all that, but boy, they no no tattoo for you. No tattoo for you. Um the Fairbanks North Star Borough allows it, says Jennifer. So does the Fairbanks School District. My daughter and her friend told me how uncomfortable they are because boys use the girls' left. <sighs> yeah. Well, again, it's about forcing us to their point of view. Kevin says it's about control. And I say that it's probably really more about us forcing them to their forcing us to their point of view whether we want to or not, by using the force of law. That's what it's about. Um, so, Mm, it's, it's astonishing. Um, all right. Oof. We got one line on hold. Let's go over there and see who the caller is. We'll get their name and where they're calling from, and we'll shoot to them as soon as we return to the radio. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from?
2: This is Ann from Fodotna.
3: Hello, and soul dot. No, I got to spell that. Uh, There we go. All right. And hold the line. You'll be first up in the queue. Okay, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back to you. And we'll be uh, first up when we return to the radio in just about a minute. Um, Jackie, the barber says lawfare. And that's exactly what I was talking about before. They're basically opening up the Pandora's box. You thought the baker refusing to bake the cake for the gay wedding or the website designer refusing to make the, the wedding website for the gay couple. You thought that was, you know, that was an outlier. Well, it will become if they make this law, then it gives them legal standing to basically go against uh, go after anybody that they want for some kind of discriminatory discriminatory practices. Which is again part of the problem, part O oh, problem. Um, all right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna jump back into this here, the Michael Duke Show. Please like and share, like and follow. Seventy five people in the chat room right now. Only twenty three likes or hates or loves. Can can I make it? Can I get it to fifty out of seventy five? Can twenty five of you hit like and follow? Here we go. The Michael Duke Show. All right. Welcome back to the program. For this uh, Wednesday hump day edition of the program coming up on Friday. We got firearms Friday. Our guest will be JD to from reason magazine, talking about some of the solutions for uh, gun violence across the, uh, across the state. Um, And we'll uh, across the country rather, not just the state. We'll be talking with JD to on Friday. Meanwhile, it's open line open form today and Anne is in Soldatna. and she wanted to sound off on something. So let's bring her on board. See what she has to say. Good morning.
2: Good morning. How are you doing today, Mike?
3: I am. I'm finer than frog hair. How about yourself?
2: <laughs> That's great. Me too. Thank you. I really just have a, a quick insert. I, the only reason that transgenders desire to use a women's bathroom is to prove their credibility that they are women. So no other accommodation would make them happy except to be able to use those bathrooms.
3: I can see I can see that as an argument. I really can. Uh, Kevin mentioned in the chat room during the commercial break that there is a uh, that in the Matsu at the at one of the fitness clubs in the Matsu that there is a single person locker room that they have offered and that a man still used the women's locker room a month or so ago, even though They put this single person locker room together and they said, so here's a business trying to accommodate and the trans person wouldn't accommodate. So you're right. I think it's more about the credibility, the acceptance. That's what they're looking for. Uh, Unfortunately, you know, when does their rights end and our rights begin kind of thing? How about the rights of privacy for my daughters or for you or for whoever versus somebody who's looking for a little bit of uh, a confirmation or acceptance of their of their beliefs you know i mean it, it it i think that's part of but i i agree i think that you've nailed part of what is going on with all this
2: yeah i there's nothing that you could do because it, they have to prove they are women and the way to prove that is to use the women's bathroom
3: yeah no i think you're i think you're right and all right. I think I think you're right. I appreciate your call. Thank you for calling in this morning. Yeah. 907-433-3150. Let's go to another caller. Uh, good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from?
8: Hello, Michael. It's Jason calling from Fairbanks.
3: Good morning, sir. What's oh, on your mind?
8: Yeah, I, well, I, I just sent you a couple of emails a few minutes ago. Uh, one was about homeschooling about uh, an interesting guest you might you might like having on, and also about this business with AM radio is not increasingly not being put in cars. The official reason is that the electric cars, they say, are causing, including the manufacturers, including even Tesla, they say that it causes a lot of noise in the radio, but I don't believe that because when you think about it, gasoline-powered cars have alternators, and um, if And if they weren't filtered properly or if they weren't grounded, chassis grounded properly, you would get noise. But the manufacturers have known how to do that for decades. And I've never owned or ridden in a vehicle or driven one that had any problem with noise in the AM radio. So I think it's just, or or if if they're not, if if they really are telling the truth, it means their electric cars do not have proper chassis grounding, which could cause, which is a potential safety problem, you know, short circuits, perhaps causing fires and things like that.
3: Right. Well, you know, and I sent you information on the yeah. I I have I sent you
8: information on the National Association of Broadcasters campaign, so you could spread that if you wanted to. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, we
3: talked about that, or I talked about your email here a little bit ago. Uh, both the NAB and the oh. R and the RAB uh, are both in the middle of campaigns. Obviously, that's part of their constituency, and they don't want to see AM radio go away. I have ridden in cars that have AM radio interference, but it mostly had to do, like you said, with electrical problems in the vehicles. Not having the right uh, grounding, or you know, some kind of uh, you know high speed spark plug wires or things like that that caused bleed. Right. But for the most part, I think what you're looking at overall is the manufacturers are looking at this as a way to save a few bucks. I mean, if they save twenty five bucks a car, or thirty mm-hmm. bucks a car by not having to put the AM radio component in there, then you're talking about millions and millions of dollars in the long run. And quite honestly, AM radio usage has declined quite a bit, especially since many of the AMs are now simulcasting uh, on on FM translators, and some have gone straight to FM overall. But that won't work everywhere. I mean, here in Alaska, because of our geography and everything else, AM radio is still king because it has such a reach. I mean, hundreds of miles, if you've got the right tower and the right transmitter, you can reach a couple hundred miles ground away. Ground conductivity. Yeah. so. Yeah. It, uh, in
8: that message I sent you, it had two articles, you know, business, you know, from the radio business, saying that it's actually these these FM translators are for many stations, AM stations a double-edged sword, because they'll they'll simulcast, especially ones in the Great Plains states, and because they have no high mountains or or, or and towers are too expensive, the FM antennas right almost at ground level, and and their advertisers, many of them, they're losing, especially local ones, saying, well. You only have a range on FM like 20 miles. I'm not going to pay, you know. I'm I'm going to pay what's commensurate for a 20 mile range for the number of listeners I'm going to right. hear, you know, and not not your AM. So it's not it's not a panacea for everybody. And like you said, for here it's great because we have a nice good ground connectivity and mountains, so we've got both things. Although with AM you don't really need hot, great height because it travels along the ground and bounces off the ionosphere.
3: Right. But, um, no, you need you know, power. It's not Yeah. The best, it's, yeah, for AM radio, mm-hmm. you need power and ground. Those are the two things that do it. The right. higher the wattage, uh back when the, back in the day when KFAR in Fairbanks was a 50,000 watt transmitter, they could pick up the oh, KF yeah. they could pick up KFAR in Hong Kong on the bounce at night when it would bounce off the off the night wow. sky. Uh so I mean, it really it can really pay off, but again, things have changed, consumption habits have changed. I don't think the AM radio, quite honestly, regardless of what the NAB or the RAB or anybody else is doing, is probably going to be around for too long in most vehicles, but uh, that's simply, again, a function of consumer demand. There's just not a huge demand for it. I hate to see it go away because it has uh, such a great opportunity, but we'll we'll see what happens.
8: Oh, yeah, and one last question, if I could ask you real quick, because I'm sure this is affecting other people, too. Uh, the Census Bureau has selected me to essentially tell my life story, this very thick uh, questionnaire, and they say that there's punishment if you don't do it. But from what I've always heard, if you don't, you know, the government is only required by the Constitution to count people, not to find out everything about you. And it's not that I'm not having anything I'm trying to hide. It's just I don't want to tell them the story of my life. And am I am I endangering myself legally if I possibly going to jail if I don't respond to it? Because I just don't want to. And I'm sure other people here locally have gotten those same questionnaires.
3: Um, I don't know if you're legally obli if you're true. I mean, I would like to see the statute and the and the code U.S. code cited for that, where you are required to send to. Com- it to you. It's in the letter. Yeah, compelled by the government to give your life story um uh you know otherwise i'd probably be compelled to just say i was born i lived and one day i'll die that's my life story there you go um okay i'll send know. it to you all right thanks <laughs> i appreciate it all right all right thank Good you uh you. thank you uh for your call jason i appreciate it uh 907-433-3150 907-433-3150 uh don't for <laughs> Don't just forget AM radio, just get on iHeartRadio online. That'll be, unless, of course, the internet goes down, you know, in some kind of, I mean, in public emergency or public disaster scenarios, AM radio is the lifesaver because it goes out and it it has such a reach and everything else. Uh, If, you know, everybody's like, oh, I got my phone, my got my smart car, it's got its own Wi-Fi, it's got all, yeah, but if the internet goes down. And AM radio, uh, there's at least one station in every community that's required by FCC rules to have a generator on board and everything else. So if you lose major power and no internet, at least you'd still have the ability to listen to the AM radio side for news, events, and alerts for what's going on. I mean, AM radio is still pretty critical in all those things. Do I think that they're going to continue to have them in cars? Probably not, but it will still be broadcasting, I think, when it's all said and done. Let's go over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from?
1: Michael, this is Carlene in Kodiak. In response to Jason's call about the Census Bureau, I've had that problem since 2018 where they call once a month. The last time we spoke, I went to the sink and threw up. And uh, they don't, they're relentless. They don't let you go. Um, They still call sometimes several times a day all these years. My friend was living in a trailer in Anchorage and she moved and the Census Bureau has been tracking her down through her children. And it's all these questions about your sexuality and I just told them I'm celibate and um, all kinds of questions but they won't let you go and then they federal express three times on my doorstep federal express stops by and leaves an envelope so um <laughs> they're, ser- so
3: they're serious so they're serious they're serious about wanting to get your life story obviously serious about that stuff well uh, again uh, unless they can cite the code and everything else and show me that i'm in danger of being arrested for not filling it out um i really think it's honestly none of their business how many people reside in your household? That's pretty much the answer you're required to give. Thank you, Carlene. I appreciate it. All right, we are out of time for today. Tomorrow is another one. On Friday, we've got uh, J.D. 2 Chili from Reason Magazine and Willie Waffle. Uh, tomorrow for guests, well, I'll try and get Sarah Vance and Justin Ruffridge on. Let's see what they have to say. Uh, we'll attempt that for tomorrow. Thanks for coming in. The Michael Duke Show common sense liberty base free thinking radio be kind love one another live well yeah i mean i just don't know why would the why would they need all that stuff i'm not interested in giving you my life story sorry sorry not interested not interested oh AM radio is free at one time. Now with iHeart, no more, says Christine. AM radio is still free. Radio is still free, Christine. All you got to do is buy a radio and you can listen to it for free to your heart's content. FM radios as well. So you might want to go out and buy yourself a little transistor radio. Throw it in your emergency kit. I've got one. A little, little radio. Throw a couple batteries in it. You got AM, FM. You can get them for pretty cheap. Not a bad thing to have in your emergency kit for sure. All right. uh, Out of time, folks. We'll see you tomorrow. Have yourself a great day.